Hey, it's Sarah, and I wanna make sure you have a special invitation to Subscription Box Week. It only happens once a year. It's only $15, tons of fun, and a way to jumpstart your Subscription Box journey. I'm gonna help you get clear on your ideal customer, help you curate several subscription boxes, and I'm delivering a brand new training to elevate your subscription box business. It's a jam-packed week of learning and fun with tons of subscription box owners. Head over to subscriptionboxweek.com and get signed up. The fun starts June 23rd. Hey, small business owner. Content creation can feel like an overwhelming task day in and day out. My guest today has some great tips and tricks to get you out of the daily grind and start creating content you love. Come join us. Welcome to the Launch Your Box podcast with weekly tips, tricks, and strategies to start, launch, and grow your subscription box. Now, here's your host, Sarah Williams. Welcome back to the Launcher Box podcast. I have a very special guest with me today. I have Donna Bowling with me. She has an amazing podcast called the Show Up on Video podcast. And we've been talking a lot about video around here. And I thought it was an excellent way to bring her, introduce you to her and help us through a couple things. We're going to talk through content creation, what a slug that is that we're going through. She's going to make it feel better for us and help us with that. So it doesn't feel like this daunting task that we're constantly having to do. We also, we're going to do a little therapy session. We're going to dive into our feelings about showing up on video, how it makes us feel, how we can overcome the anxiety that we have around it. And we're just going to leave this podcast feeling inspired, ready to create content, ready to create video and show up as ourselves. So Donna, welcome. I'm so glad to have you. Why don't you just tell them a little bit, give them a little bit of history of you and then let's dig in. Let's, let's get into the meat of this. Yeah, I think number one, that intro was like so spot on. I think a lot of people when they're done listening to me or watching me or working with me, they're like, I am motivated and inspired to create content. So that's the goal. That is the goal. I'm like your little shot of espresso trying to kind of give you some energy in terms of this content creation slog. And I get it. But just a little past on me. I am a former casting director. I am born and raised here in Los Angeles and I worked in casting straight out of college, right? So the second I graduated college, I was working on That's So Raven, the Disney show. And I went on to become what's then an associate and then a casting director. And at 26 years old, I was casting my own Disney shows and discovering all these stars and working with child actors and then going on and on and on and winning awards. And it was it was something that on paper looked amazing and awesome. And I remember coming home and speaking to my very new husband in 2011 and saying, you know, do you like what you do? And he was like, what do you mean? Yes. And he's in the same business that I was in. He's a camera guy. And um, I was like, I don't think I like it. I don't feel inspired at work. I don't, I want to do something else, but I wasn't sure what that could have been. And over some time, I kind of decided to jump out of casting and started to my own business working with actors. So in 2017, I had a little bit of a, I want to call it like a midlife crisis. I was like, what am I doing? I'm 37. I've got two very young kids at home. I don't want to go back to casting. I didn't feel excited by it. And there's a lot of reasons behind that that are coming to light now years later, but I felt very excited about 
being behind my own business. And so I wanted to start something that felt good, but you know how they say like, when you want to start a business, can't just start a business like doing something that has nothing in your, you have to take some experience that you have. I didn't want to go back to school. And I was like, I can work with actors. That is something I know how to do. So I started my business coaching actors from my home. And they would come to my living room and work with me and, you know, lots of young talent and their parents would be there. And it was a very busy, crazy time and exploded. The business exploded and it started really growing when I started showing up on Instagram stories in 2018. That was the first time that like, I think a lot of acting coaches were they weren't using stories and showing up for free, right? Like if you wanted to hear from an acting coach, you had to pay, you had to buy their program. You had to go into their classes. And I was like, no, there's no secrets here. I'm, I'm giving you all, all of my things. So I gave them a behind the scenes and it really grew the business. And I became very well known in that world. And right before the pandemic, like 2019, end of 2019, early 2020, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to work with actors. I'm not inspired by that business. I never really was. I love watching TV. I didn't want to do it. I was like, I want to see something a little bit more tangible because the truth is I like results. I like seeing results. And when I was working with my actors, I could see that they were getting better. I could see that they were showing up better and better every time that we were working on their audition material or their scenes. But that did not guarantee ever that they were getting booked because there's so many factors that go into why actors get the job. And a lot of it sometimes doesn't even have to do with talent. And so it was frustrating for me as a coach. And I was like, I want to work with someone that I can say, do this and you'll see. And then I started working with small business owners and entrepreneurs. And it was perfect timing because 2020 pandemic hit. Everyone decided to start a little side hustle business at home and the industry entertainment industry went kaput. So like, I actually, it's like, it's like, I got some insider info yeah. and like jumped like, out before the crash. <laughs> it's like, you knew what was coming before anybody knew what was coming. Right. I was like, I, I like talked to Marty McFly. I got the almanac and I went for it. I was like, I'm cutting out. What I love was, what you you, you grazed over this very quickly, but I want to just draw attention to it because you said, I started showing up on stories and I started serving. You were teaching and serving this audience that you were creating. And you weren't afraid of that. You weren't afraid by giving some of your secrets, telling them how to do the things that that was going to take away from people that would buy your services. It actually attracted more people to you and helped your business grow. And I think that's an inherent fear that we have. A lot of my listeners, they teach, you know, whether that's art or some kind of craft or some kind of skill, they teach that behind closed doors. And so don't be afraid to show up and serve in those small snippets of video that will attract more people that want to learn from you because they don't know you yet. They don't know how good of a teacher you are. They don't know the knowledge you have. They don't know your expertise. You have to show them something so they keep wanting more. I just literally, right before we started recording, recorded a TikTok of exactly this because I had a discovery call this morning with a real estate agent. And I work with a lot of real estate agents in, in addition to all kinds of, I mean, I, I don't discriminate with who comes to me because everyone needs to show up on video. But this one man was saying, I don't want to, I don't want my competition to see like my processes and like my systems and how I'm doing it. And I think this is a really, really big concern. I think we're always so worried two things that either why would someone hire me when I give it out, out for free online? And two, my competition is going to see how I do it. 
they're going to either take my idea and create a video that's exactly like that, where they're going to, you know, or they're going to literally take my idea and create a box just like mine, you know, or whatever it is that you do. The way I kind of combat this is twofold. Number one, anything we teach, anything we do, anything we create can be found online, the how-to, right? We're, we're in the world of information. People are using TikTok as a Google search platform now. We use YouTube. If I can't figure something out, I go to YouTube, anything. When it comes to like hairstyles, recipe, whatever. How many minutes you put the chicken in the air fryer? It's yes. all online. You know, you always think about like food bloggers. They always put their recipes on their websites. And I'm like, I used to think that seems crazy. They're not charging for these recipes. But the reason why they do that is because the more people that show up and look at their website or go to their Instagram to get these free recipes, yes, they're getting probably ads and all that. So it helps them. But also they become kind of like a, a go-to. Mm -hmm. Now I know that if they have a program where they're selling, you know, three weeks of course chicken cooking online or whatever, they're my person because I've tried 10 of their recipes and I love them. They're tried and true. And so I think when it comes to all of this stuff, we need to get out of the mentality of scarcity, which is like, hold on tight. Don't give it, don't give it all away. And then get into that. Like, no, there's space for all of us. The more I give away, the more likely they're going to come back. Because I think a lot of times it's one thing to learn how another thing to work with that person and get it for you, get it done for you. Like yeah. the implementation is the challenge. Yeah. Right. For sure. And I, I love, I love serving the audience and we serve our audiences a lot of time with the content that we create. And that also brings a lot of challenges for us because we're feel like we're constantly creating content with it. Social media content, blog content, video content, we're curating boxes. That's also our content. So can we start to talk about this content creation hamster wheel that we feel like that we're on and, and how to manage that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a good question because have you heard that like TikTok trending sounds like everything is content. Everything is content. Everything made, is content. I've made a video to that. Yes. Ah, there you go. <laughs> it's funny because my husband now, he always sees me filming stuff. Like we were at Disneyland yesterday with the family and I'm filming everything. And he's like, everything is content. Everything. is. And sure enough, I came home and I created a TikTok of my son on the roller coaster. The reason why that song is so true is because we're no longer, it's very hard as a business owner to recognize that in 2022 to market online, you're no longer just a business owner. You have to be a content creator unless you want to spend a gazillion dollars to not only hire someone to maybe write all your content, create all your content, but they also have to be in your space because so much of our content is video and it's not stock photography. It's not stock images. You cannot rely on Canva templates to grow your business anymore. It's just not, it's just not a real thing. And I had a TikTok that went viral a few months ago where I said, this is going to be controversial, but Canva is no, is like we can't rely on Canva to grow our businesses. And people are like, what? No, I said something like, this is controversial, but Canva is ruining your business. And everyone's like, that's insane. Canva's so amazing. And I'm like, I love Canva. But if I only use Canva, my business doesn't grow. So we have to rely on video content. And usually that means us or a process. And that feels so daunting when you're so busy already in the weeds doing the actual work. So they say like working on the business, working in the business, et cetera. I look at it like this. 
I am not someone that has a crazy planned content creation day. I don't believe it works for me. That being said, there's a lot of people out there that meal plan every Sunday night and they put exactly what they need on their on their list. And I am not that person. I like to kind of have an idea of what I like to eat, but I want to decide on Tuesday that I want chicken and not salmon. And if I already planned that, I'm screwed. So it really, you have to know who you are. That's number one. If you're the kind of person that needs to be very coordinated with your schedule, my suggestion is this, create one day, one day a week where that is your content creation day. And here's another way to even break it down easier if this is if this is a challenge for you. You're not gonna go, just say Tuesday is your content creation day. You're not gonna go into Tuesday unprepared with nothing going on and then say, okay, gotta create some content. No, because usually we get that like writer's block, right? When we sit down at the computer yeah. and we're like, ooh. And it's like when you're on your Peloton or when you're like, you know, in the shower is when you're like, I need to, and then you, you sit down to create and you're like, wait, what was it? So what we're going to do is take one day, take one hour, take 10 minutes. It doesn't need to be a long period of time and brain dump the crap out of content ideas. And the way I kind of work this, and it's hard to do it like without the visual, but think about you in the center of like in a circle, right? And then there's prongs that come out of you, right? And you could be you or your business. And the prongs are your content pillars. Let's think of like three to five of them. And they don't all have to be business related, for example. And they can change, by the way, like depending on what you're launching and what you're working on. So for example, right now, mine could be showing up on video, like video creation, community building, very important for me, being a mom, all the mom life stuff is really important. And maybe movement, like my workouts, because I talk about that all the time and how it helps my body and my life and my happiness. Okay, so those four things. Right. Now in those four things, you can even three prong those out to three content ideas. And when I say content ideas, a sentence, a headline, what about that? What do you want to talk about? So when okay. it comes to- Can we, can we put yeah. this into like a subscription box format? Because I know their brains, they're listening to this and like, yeah. okay, I see what she's saying. Let's, let me work this out in my head. So let's take my box, for example. Let's do um, it. My monogram box. So I'm in the center of this little chart here, um, this imaginary chart in your head right now. I'm in the middle. I got four prongs out from my chart. So I'm going to do subscription boxes mm -hmm. and, and that's going to be one pillar. I'm going to do crazy mom life, busy mom life, because you know Perfect. that my real customer is a Southern busy mom. I'm going to do monogram there because that is a part that's a heart of my subscription box. And when I think about the other pillar, I'm going to think behind the scenes. So if I take perfection, that's exactly what pillars, I would have said. Yeah. And then if I'm going to take you know, my behind the scenes little bubble that I've got over here and do three prongs off of that. I'm going to say packing day could be one headline could be we overflowed the FedEx truck number two, or watch us fold 3000 boxes in an hour and do fun time-lapse video there. Like think about, I love the way you break this down because now I don't have to think about all of this content because I need to create all of these things. I can take one of those. I've got four solid ideas and I can have multiple ideas off of that one idea and we can keep spinning this off to, and we just did that in what, three minutes? Exactly. That's the thing is like, we tend to overthink and overcomplicate all the time for two reasons. A, we always think that like we're doing it wrong and there's something that needs to be, that could be out there that like we're not thinking of. And B, we expect that every piece of content we create 
needs to be a home run, needs to be the one that goes viral. Trust me, if you're seeking virality on every single piece of content, you will always be disappointed. Virality happens by chance. Sometimes those videos that you have no idea that will go and like pop off are killer. You know, it just depends. So if I were you, I would not focus on anything about like the, the, the outcome. I just want you to focus on the process. Then what you're going to do is like another way to look at it is like, you can take that one idea. So you overflowed the FedEx truck, right? That one idea, you can think to yourself, let me come up with like two or three ways that I can talk about how I overflowed. So one of them can be face to camera where you literally just take your phone and you go to the record button. You don't go into TikTok or Reels because I like to create my videos outside of possible unless there's like a very specific effect or green screen that I need from the, or like a duet or whatever. Most of the time I create videos on my camera. So what I'll do is I'll set my camera, hold it or put it down and I'll just talk face to camera, just make sure the most important thing is that you have good lighting. So stand in front of a window or a ring light, doesn't matter. And make sure your audio is good. And there's not, you don't need a fancy microphone. Just make sure you don't have loud background noise. Speak to the camera, speak to your audience, tell the story, share the, the, the experience or whatever it is you mess up, which you will don't (laughs) stop the camera. Don't restart. Pretend you're an actor. When I used to coach actors and we would slate for auditions, you know, you that's like when you're like, hi, I'm Donna Bowling and I am da-da-da-da, I'm 5'1 and whatever. And I'm trying out for the role of, you know, Yeti Cup. That's what I see in front of me. (laughs) Um, A lot of times I would start having the actor role, you know, we would film and the actor would go and they'd mess up. I wouldn't stop the camera. Let's start it again. I mean, you could do that. It makes it so much more complicated. The best thing is to have one long take, mess up, cool. Start that sentence over. And at the end of it, you can have maybe a five minute long video with like a hundred mess ups, doesn't matter. You're gonna go in there. I use, what I like is InShot, but there's a lot of different editing apps that people, so find the one that works for you. There's CapCut, InShot. Edit out all the ums, the likes, the uh, make it a little bit more intriguing. And then I have a lot of other tricks to do it a little better, but that's, so that's one way to show up with that one topic. Maybe your next way is a time-lapse video of it. Maybe your third way is a trending sound and like, oh no, oh no, oh no, no, no. But it's the same topic. So you can come up with different creative ways to do it without having to produce all these like stories or ideas. Another note, So come up with ideas on one day, then plan to record like five of the, I don't overdo it, five of the ideas on another day. Don't even worry about editing or posting them yet. The next day when you have an hour, edit. The next day when you have an hour, create the post. I don't believe we need to do it all in one sitting. I think that's very, very stressful. And I think it's very overwhelming. I love, I love that because I think that's where we shut down. You're like, I only have 20 minutes right now. I could go film the packing day and then I could leave it. Right. Like I know they're packing boxes right now. I know the FedEx truck has just backed up. Let me go run some short videos or even like you said, the long one, then I can clip it out of them loading the truck or them packing the boxes, or maybe we're monogramming and I can just get, take 20 minutes, walk all around the warehouse, get tons of video, and then I can use it later. And I don't have- So that's another, and that's something else that I was going to say is 
documenting, and I'm sure you've heard this before and talked about this, it's less about thinking about what is the final product. It's just like, I'm just going to get this on video because you can't re-get it on video later. And so like, even when I'm hanging out with my family, right? Even when it's not business related, I literally will just randomly record a few seconds here, a few seconds there. So I can put it all together maybe later. Maybe I don't, but guess what? What's so cool is it lives in your camera roll. You can reuse those clips 10,000 times. No one's going to know. If you watch any successful entrepreneur or any successful business on TikTok, they are reusing their clips in different order. They're just being a little bit strategic around it. And finally, so if you want to be like a little bit more organized, you can put those in folders. Like if you're just recording, you can call it B-roll. My husband, like I said, he's a camera operator on reality shows. He always says, I have to go shoot B-roll. That's like, the sky, the street, you know, have B-roll. And then finally, here's the coolest tip, you guys. If you have a post that you created on Instagram six months ago or TikTok three months ago, and it did pretty well, repost that. When on a day that you don't have anything to post, repost that. Take it, download it, obviously remove the watermark, start over. You can rewrite a caption or write the exact same caption. Too much content is being created. No one's going to remember anything that you posted six months ago, three months ago, and especially on TikTok, probably two weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. The best way we can do this is by repurposing what we already have. Um, I, I showed a, I did a TikTok last week of the social media posts that we scheduled, just an image. How could we take those and just create short videos out of them? So I pulled 10 of my posts from Instagram and I turned them into short videos just by taking the subject or whatever I was showing on social media and just turning it into a 30 second video. It's repurposing content in so many different ways. And I love the way that you think about this. And I think that we are so in our businesses. We're so in it every day. We think everyone's already seen it. And and the reality is that such a small fraction of people have actually seen this. Um, And so if we repurpose it, it's fresh content, but it's also a really important topic that you've already created content for. Yeah. And I think when you also, another thing that like we need to do is we need to release that pressure that we put on ourselves because What's happening is we're online and we're looking at other people creating content. We think, oh my gosh, like how do they do it all? How are they creating it all? Well, A, you don't know how big their team is. You don't realize that Gary Vee has 52 people on his team and all these big successful entrepreneurs. They've got $70,000 they put, like there's this man, his name is Alex Hermosi. He does all these like really big entrepreneurial videos. I just read today, he spends $70,000, not on ads, on social media like creation, production, production. So he's basically hiring cameramen probably to follow him everywhere. Copywriters, this, that we're not that we're small business owners. We're a one, maybe five women show, right? Like that's what we do. I create every single one of my own pieces of content. I also have a business. I coach, I have a podcast. I have two kids. I have a husband. We all have a million things going on. The goal here is finding a way to incorporate it so that it's fun and you enjoy it. So find how you like to show up mm-hmm. and what feels good and do it when you can. And guess what? You're not going to fall apart if you can't show up every day. I know there's a lot of people that say you got to create three to five TikToks a day to grow. Okay. So if you can't grow as fast as someone that can big whoop, it's just about consistency. So find whatever you can do that's consistent and it's mm-hmm. better than nothing. Yes. Yes. 
I love that. I want to talk a little bit more because you mentioned the face to camera. And I think the face to camera, if you're not used to being on camera, can feel can give you a lot of anxiety. Like I, I have to do face to camera and you don't have to do anything first of all, but I want to make sure that we talk through this because there's people listening right now, Donna, that want to do it. They know they want to do it. They have so much to share, but something's holding them back inside. There's fear that's holding them back. There's anxiety that's holding them back. What ways do you have that we can help them kind of push forward and start doing this, ease into it a little bit? Yeah. I mean, it's such, I I rarely meet someone that doesn't have that anxiety or fear. I was saying earlier to you that I, I had a panic attack the first time I went live speaking to a camera. I don't mind it now because I've practiced it so much, but I love doing face to camera. Although what's interesting is we all become Cindy Brady. And I don't know if you remember this episode of Brady Bunch. I was a big Brady Bunch fan uh, where it's like deer in headlights when that camera turns on. It's weird. We can talk to each other. If you're looking at me, Sarah, and you're giving me those visual cues, which you're doing now with the smile and the nod, I can talk for a million years. Give me a lens where I'm looking at myself and I'm like, ooh right? A lot of people feel this way. So there's a couple of things you can do. Number one, you can get more comfortable talking on camera when it's not to create content. So a lot of people use the app Marco Polo with their girlfriends, right? Like it's a video messaging app. If you were to get on something like that with your best friend saying like, I need to get start getting comfortable speaking on camera. Can we, for just like a week, use Marco Polo? It's free. You can just like, you speak to the camera basically instead of sending a text. If that doesn't work for you, start sending some video messages on DMs to your customers, to your friends. Just start getting a little bit more comfortable speaking on camera. And speaking of, maybe the best way to start speaking on camera is in your stories because the stakes are low. You know, we only have our followers that can see our stories. And usually it's like two to 5% of our followers. So it's a very small amount of people. And it feels a little safer. It goes away in 24 hours. It's 15 second little slides. Like it feels a little safer. Once you start to get comfortable speaking on camera as much as possible, then what I think you should do is take that video or speak, take that camera, like I said, and just record without the intention of posting it. Actually tell yourself, I'm not going to post this. But just tell a story as if you're telling a customer or a friend, someone called you and said, I need your help. What are your thoughts about this? And you just explain it. If you take the pressure off, this is going to go online and you just do it for yourself and you don't have to post it. The more you do it, the more you're going to say, no, I want to, I want to post this. Like, this is actually kind of important. This is good. Another thing that you even mentioned earlier is like, do whatever it does. It makes you feel better about yourself. So A lot of times that's lighting. A lot of times that's makeup a little bit, like do your hair, wear a shirt that like makes you feel comfortable in your body. If you don't like your arms, don't wear a sleeveless. You know, a lot of people don't like, you know, their double chins or whatever, face the camera so that it's at a good angle. And I am personally, when I record on Instagram, I use a filter called subtle. It's as subtle as you can get it but it like just kind of like evens out your skin tone. So if you need to use a filter, I'm not a big fan of them, but use a freaking filter if it's going to be the difference between you posting or not. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I would say at the end of the day, if you just remember that everyone that is watching your content is is probably way more interested in themselves or worried about themselves or thinking about themselves than you, 
That's the truth. <laughs> it's really the truth. It's honestly the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how you pointed that out, but I think it's so, I love the way that you set this up and the story thing. I've never thought of it like that. It's so true. Like the stories are the best way to get started. Even if you're afraid to do reels or TikToks, the stories are your people. Those are your people that follow you and buy your things and, and love your content. So let's go to video with them first and get more comfortable doing the short video in your stories. And then we can go a little mainstream with it and throw it in the reels or the TikToks or, you know, where the non-followers are going to find you because ultimately that's what you want. Yeah. And one of my clients actually was deathly afraid of getting on video and she started with the stories. And then what she noticed was like, Hey, these three stories, 15, 45 seconds, whatever. They're really good. You save those, your camera roll, you upload it. You got a reel. Like sometimes what you get comfortable in doing can be repurposed to be a reel. I do it all the time. So the stories is a safe zone. It's safe to show up there. It feels more like I'm not going to get now. A lot of people are actually scared in their stories because those are the people that they know in real life, right? That are following them. Yeah. And for those people, maybe the move is to go to somewhere like TikTok, where most likely people that you know in your real life will not find you there. And that's another, that's a whole other story because a lot of people think about, you know, Sally from high school or their old colleague. And actually, just to leave you with this last moment of a story, not to like, not leave, I'm not leaving, but you know what I mean? I was petrified when I started my business account. Cause I did change my, I created an account because my account was just private, just for my friends and family. And I was like, I really want to start talking about acting. You know, this is in 2018. So I started my, my business account and a few people came and followed me. I don't know if Instagram like told them about it. And one of the women that followed me was this casting executive from, um, at the time it was ABC family Freeform. Okay. And I always looked up to her, but I was petrified of her. She intimidated the crap out of me. I just thought for some reason that she was watching every one of my stories. Ha ha loser. Donna's such a loser. She's, she's uh, failed in casting, which is why she's working as an acting coach. Like lame. I had like imagined that she was sitting with her friends over drinks, laughing at me, like literally this. And then one time I saw her and we started chatting and I was so scared when I saw her. Cause I was like, Ooh. And she said, I want to just thank you. I've been watching your stories every day. And I started a meditation side business because I've been watching your stories and I'm so inspired by you. And in that moment, I was like, we're telling ourselves these stories. We're telling ourselves these, like we're creating stories that people hate us. And, and we don't, we don't even know. We're just nope. making this stuff up in our heads because, and we're getting in our heads and it's shutting us down from moving forward. Exactly. Exactly. So get out of your head and think about that person, like whatever your box is that you're selling. If you're selling, you know, something that just makes someone feel good or something that makes someone feel comforted or someone that makes someone feel less alone, like think about that person. And if they need to know about your box so that they have a better freaking day. And the only thing holding you back from letting them know of how to have a better day is your fear of how you look on camera. Well, then my friend, you're being a little selfish. It's less about you and it's more about them. And that's what it comes down to. Absolutely. I love it. All right, Donna, if they need more, I know you have an amazing podcast. I've been binge listening to it. This week. <laughs> um, tell them where they can find you and listen to more good nuggets from you. 
Oh, thanks. So um, I live on Instagram and TikTok at this is Donna Bowling. D-A-N-A is my first name. That's a whole other story. My podcast is called Show Up on Video, and I have a program called Show Up on Video. It's a live coaching online program, and I have a couple other offers and stuff, but I live online. Like I'm always creating content. It's my job. I enjoy doing it. So you can definitely reach out to me on Instagram or on TikTok. Awesome. I want to, I want to leave all of our listeners with this because I wrote it down as Donna was saying it, because I want to say it again, and we might need to say it twice right here. If you're a small business owner, you are a content creator. And if you believe you can be a small business owner without being a content creator, you need to set with that for a little bit. We have to create content. We have to show up and do that. So I want to say it again. If you are a small business owner, you are a content creator. Just step into that and own that and stop fighting it. All right. This has been a I great love that. podcast today. Thank you, Donna. And we'll be back next week for another Thank episode. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe to the Launch Your Box podcast. I'd love for you to take a minute to rate and review it. Let me know which episode is your favorite so far. Don't forget to join me next week right here.